Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hello and welcome to Jean! No! The X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. I'm your first co-host, Sarah Musek. I'm your second co-host, Michael Short. And I am your third co-host, Matt Schrader. This podcast is by fans, for fans, and for anyone else who loves or would like to love X-Men The Animated Series. You may know us from a previous podcast, The Hero Project, which Michael put together where we improvised a bunch of new heroes, non-X-Men, but X-Men equals, I would say. Adjacent, X-Men adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. X-Men mm-hmm. adjacent. Highly influenced by the X-Men. So if when you get done with this podcast, you need something to listen to, definitely check out The Hero Project. But let's get down to it. X-Men the Animated Series, which for me is is tied for probably all-time favorite children's animated experience. Uh, and I would say that, that my other one was, was Animaniacs, which is a whole nother ball of something but in That's terms a very of different, like very different genre it is there, yes. it, but in terms of like like angsty emotional drama x-men the animated series always has my heart and i know that uh i i watched it every saturday on fox kids how did you guys discover x-men the animated series well i mean i guess the same way right you know i i watched it uh saturday mornings on on fox i, I do remember like somehow you know, the, the year or two before finding that uh, that X-Men pilot, Pride of the X-Men. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, watching yeah. that. And so when the cartoon came around, I was psyched. I was ready. I was I was ripe age for it because I was 12 years old when this uh, cartoon mm-hmm. was on the air. So I was prime, yeah. prime age for this sort of thing. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I was right, right before you. I was 11. I remember I was in some sort of like. My mom had to go do something and I was like alone watching TV and I had originally only caught the credits, but I saw like Scott and Jean smooch and I was like, there's romance. And <laughs> I, I knew I wanted, I wanted to watch it. Then I got super hooked. Um, I remember there was a Christmas when my, my mom was like, you get like, you can write your top 10 things. And like the number one thing was like all 12 VHSs of season one of X-Men, the animated series. And then of course got into the comics book, comic books, like you did too, Michael, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, I've been big into comics for a long time. Uh, X Men were not my top comic that I went for mm, when I was that okay. old. I was, what was, I was what was your top Sp- comic? Spider Man and Daredevil. Yeah. Actually, Ooh, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, but you know, of course, every kid, the, the X Men were the biggest thing in the '90s. You could not mm-hmm. escape them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you read comics, you were reading the X Men. I'd have to look up what the. Uh, uh, the timeline was. But I just remember that the big Jim Lee X Men that was coming out around the same so time. So good. Like, that was blowing everybody away with like the, just the huge operatic story, and it's just yeah, I remember that, and it was just it was zeitgeist. I think would be the word. A hundred percent. I mean, they had a Chef Boyardee endorsement. That is not a small thing. Those for are not easy to get. Years. Chef Boyardee does no. not just endorse everybody. That's correct. Mm. That's very correct. discriminating. Uh, so so man how did you find x-men the animated series i mean yeah same deal i think i was about 14 give or take 13 14 when it came out so yeah still right in there and um yeah i just remember it looking a lot better than everything else at the Mm -hmm. time um and uh and then also just the end of every episode how it was was like so many cliffhangers and (laughs) 
would happen and like just think like not being used to that being like well what well, well, what do you mean what do you mean i gotta wait i'm used to self-contained episodes yeah. and i i know that like i was like prime audience because i remember watching the phoenix saga which is not this first season which is what we're going to be talking about but and we'll get to that but you know spoilers gene dies and <laughs> wait, for the what? first time uh, what? um she and i remember crying because i thought that was it i thought they had killed one of my favorite characters gene Grey, <laughs> and it was over so like they had me right in their like emotional pocket right there wow they got you yeah they got you good i mean the thing is i will say this like um characters dying i had had some uh, exposure to that from robotech Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, because uh, Rick Rick Hunter's brother Roy Fokker um, dies in you know midway through the season. He was so cool; everybody loved him, and the guy died. I'm like, oh, what's what's you know? What? So yeah, that kind of set me up. You're like, okay, even in cartoons, people can die. So. You were yeah, you were a little more mature, I think, I was, than I was, I was. You had a little more life experience. So I did. Speak. I'd been through that pain. I'd gone through the grief. A mature fourteen um, year old. I truly, truly was. I truly was as I as I uh, watched this and then ran out to get all the really subpar Toy Biz action figures. And I have to say, they've got like awesome action figures now. Like the ones I've seen, like the Marvel Legends series are like oh, sick. Yeah. I actually I actually have the uh, Rogue and uh, Gambit animated series Marvel Legends figures. Sweet. Yeah. The definitive edition. The definitive Target exclusive uh, <laughs> both still mint on card, just in case they go up in value. Sweet, just sweet. in case, just in case. You know, I'll just be a monster. <laughs> awesome. So we're gonna do a little bit of an, an episode recap and walk through here. I have to say, this was like I'm so I'm so glad that I that I decided to put together this podcast because it's like I'm just using it as an excuse to rewatch X Men the animated series. Uh, thank you for joining me with this. So so just be honest. We're gonna start with you know honest moment. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the whole intro or did you click skip intro? Oh, God, of course I watched it. That's Of course. Good. You know, good, Matt. Matt. I skipped it. I <laughs> skipped it. I've seen that intro. Like- I've heard that intro so many times. I know it. I do love it. But I'd, I'd had enough. And I'm like, nope, I need to watch this episode. I'm on a mission. To watch this for a podcast. Well, okay, you're a little task oriented. <laughs> okay, uh, I was a little task oriented. You were, yeah. you were more in for efficiency, whereas I was like, as soon as I saw like that blackbird coming in, I'm just like, I was all in. It's like there shouldn't even be a skip intro button. Like I, I I'm partially here for this because I feel like the intro is so definitive. The the music is is rousing. Right. And uh, and, we, and, we get, and, we get, and when they're running at each other, right, the X-Men on one side and the bad guys on the other side and Professor Xavier touches his head and and Magneto makes his little like like expanding circles. of My magnetism. favorite part of the opening is just like every single major character getting their own card, basically, you know, like a hero yes. pose with their name appearing behind them. It's like we are not wasting any time getting you to know who your good guys are. Here they all are. They got a cool name and a logo and everything. And me at the time, I remember thinking like, oh, is this like, is this like all their comic book covers too? Like, like, is there a Gambit book? And that's the Gambit logo Mm -hmm. for it. No, it wasn't. But, you know, it got me excited and thinking like, I have to go find this book now. This is all, this is totally legit. I, you know. Absolutely. It reminds me a little bit of like the same era sitcoms, you know, where there would be the person would like turn around and like look surprised and then like the actor's <laughs> name would be at the bottom of the screen. Only I more, would love that more as an tormented. opening for the X-Men. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> same like, music. 
just you know, Cyclops in like a kitchen and then just like spills some sauce and just <laughs> exasperatingly looks at the camera. Ugh, Cyclops. Yeah. Aww, <laughs> Cyclops. Now, did anything else strike you, Michael, when you were watching the intro? The aforementioned two groups running at each other. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you watch it, right, like Avalanche, I think is pretty clearly in the front of the group. And then I, yeah. I forget who's next. But then like <clears throat> there's three more people who you're like, I did not know who they were. Warpath or Thunderbird. I'm not yeah, sure which one. I saw, apparently yeah. One of the in evil there. mutants. I noticed uh, that too. I noticed that too. And because I think it's like Avalanche and Pyro. Pyro, to, yeah. Toad, right? It wasn't Toad in there, or no? To look at this again, but uh, there's like a small guy. <laughs> he didn't look like Toad. He looked like uh, I want to say Brainchild, which is like a really Savage Land character. Oh, I hope it uh, is. But I have no idea. I mean, uh, uh, in the comments, you know, get in the comments. Correct me. It's okay. Uh, go right ahead. Uh, yeah, no, t- uh, tell us if, you've, well, if you're watching along. Who is who is that little guy who's running at the X Men? We yeah. want to know. So but, I know yeah, for Warpath, me, I guess, was in there. So that was just surprising to me. Of course, at the I time, I didn't know that. who Warpath was. So I'm just like, yeah, sure, that's a evil mutant, I guess. I don't know. Does he come back later, all angry, or like, or is that just like a like a like a little Easter egg for the fans? Are you, are you talking about in the comics or in the cartoon? No, in the talk- in the cartoon, yeah. No, I'm familiar I, with what's going on in the comics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if if uh, Warpath. There are there are Easter eggs of other characters. We can talk oh, about totally, which we will get to a hundred percent. So the two things that no jumped out if, to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Michael. I have no idea if Warpath uh, figures into or Thunderbird because again, it's just not clear. They have the same costume, right? So it's just not Basically, clear to yeah. me which one it was. So. Fair enough. If, if you all know, also put that in the comments. In the comments. We would also <laughs> love to know that. For me, two things stuck out during the intro. One is there's a weird moment where uh, it's it's the Wolverine card, right? Uh-huh. There's a weird moment where like, but like for one second, he's in his underwear. For like one second before the costume comes up on him, that like because I think it's <laughs> I think it's like they were no I swear to God that I think it's like you know like like Savage Wolverine when he's like naked in the woods but he couldn't really be naked right because uh-huh. it's a oh, kids yeah, yeah, show yeah. and so right. for like for like one second he's like not wearing anything and then like the costume comes up and he like snicks out his claws you're looking at me real confused I swear to God <laughs> no no I'm looking I'm actually looking at it right now on YouTube and uh, yes indeed he is based. Basically naked, and uh, you know, because of the shadows there around that area, I can't tell if he's wearing underwear or not. Or oh, fair <laughs> enough. Maybe I imagined the underwear like I have like an internal sensor that's like, don't look at, nope. don't look at it. It was, it was more of a hope for underwear than, uh, than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> than an actual underwear, yeah. And the other thing, and I have to say, this like made me a little sad, Michael. I know you've read you've read the comics, and I, of course, yeah. I, yeah. But, like, I really miss Good Beast. Like, I miss this version of Beast where he, like, loves science. He quotes poetry. Oh, my stars and garters, Hank McCoy. Because right now, he's the worst. Like, he's still with the X-Men. Yeah, he's, like, like keeping all these secrets. He's running X-Force. He's making all these decisions, quote, unquote, for the sake of. Krakoa and for mutants, but they're like bad decisions. He's like he's like an anti-hero now, and I really miss, I really miss Beast. I miss this Beast. Huh. I I would never peg Beast as being like the anti-hero type. 
for, yeah, for all the no. reasons you just gave. Just yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred. No, Beast I could kind got of real warped. I could see, like, I could, I can see it happening because Beast, for as we all know, for a long time was very unhappy because of his mutation, mm-hmm. and I could see that over the years eventually wearing on him and having a very negative effect on his personality. Totally. Well, okay. But too old. Okay, well, fine. Yeah, well, Michael. Like, like things got worse too, right? Because like he was always upset to be like the blue furry beast, but then he became yeah. cat beast for a while. That's the Morrison like, run. Yeah. Then he like now he's kind of like an egg shaped head. Um. Anyway, there. I. It's not. It's, he's not. Quite hashtag not my beast is what I'm saying. He has an egg shaped head, right? Hold yeah. On, I gotta look up what is beast. Yeah. How do like I give? Now? Give us something to look up, and then we can put in the show notes for yeah, people we'll, to look we'll up egg head beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's <laughs> just a more like like you know his face was more like uh like pentagonal before. Yeah. Well, because he had the 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 heads up. Oh, I think I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I guess they got rid of uh the. The the swooshy hair. I don't know what the to call swooshies. it. The right? swooshies, but 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 Wolverine swooshies forever, right? Yeah, right. Like his to... be like Wolverine is partly defined by his swooshies, where like Beast is defined by his blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is swooshies the technical term for this? I don't know. I uh, know we'll have to ask a um, cosmetologist. We'll yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> our hairdresser friends. What do you call those? Um, I know my mother would call them wings. They're wings. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that makes more sense. All right. So, like, let's dive into this. So, we've got the intro, and then we get into exposition, like, hardcore, right? Woof. So, we A first thing we see y'all. is Sabretooth on the news, right? Yeah. Wreaking havoc, not I to be related to havoc. Yeah, let's talk about this. About this. He really threw that car yes. a very long <laughs> way. Like, like, I'm sorry. I know he's strong, but is he that strong? Just be no. tossing like a like a, a ni- an early nineties full size automobile above yeah. a building. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in this world? Question mark. But no. <laughs> right. Like, this is one of those like powers exhibited once and then never mentioned again. Like just one time. You know. You know what? Maybe it was like one of those. Uh, you know, uh, adrenaline. You know, kicks like when a oh, mom's yeah. mom, like her baby is under a car kind of thing. Right. Maybe Sabretooth's baby. Was under that police car, <laughs> which so, was his, which was go. his pride and self esteem. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> he just found that strength within him to just body that car and uh, yeah. across the street over a building. You know, right, toss we, that. We don't know the camera cut after that. It it's did. True. It, it, did. Re- it remains a mystery. But he showed them. <laughs> I think is really the important part, right he there. He certainly did. And sets Take up obviously the uh, the 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 great the grand conflict that, that is the battle between Wolverine and Sabretooth, right? I do appreciate oh. though, yeah, the exposition, like just how much and just how just how much is packed into like that first minute. Like, here we go. There Here we go, is. anti-mutant hysteria, and I love that it like it pulls no punches as to what the X Men is about, right? Yeah, uh, the X Men are a hated and feared minority, and people right. are hysterical because they exist in the world, specifically mm-hmm. ones like Sabretooth, because you never know where your car's gonna end up. Oh, also, <laughs> I really love that they were like, "There's a there's a person believed to be a mutant, you know, wreaking havoc." I'm like, "Oh, you be- you believe he's a mutant? Uh, we're not we're not just <laughs> yeah. gonna go for it and say he's a mutant. He's <laughs> throwing cars and just like." Punching three people at once. Well, I don't know, you know, there fist. are a lot of other different types of heroes. He could have been like an inhuman or had like super soldier serum gone wrong, right? So we don't want to mislabel. Those, 
That's a good point because those people are all fine. <laughs> we're, we're not going to discriminate against them. by a saber tooth, radioactive saber tooth tiger that was frozen That's for fine. a while. I don't know. Yes. No, of course, the central metaphor of X-Men does fall apart once you consider that there are other kinds of superhumans okay. in the world. But we're just going to ignore that. For now. Yeah, but but they cool. It's fine. Yeah. They're cool. No, We're cool. It. We're fine with Captain America. We're fine with the Fantastic Four, but no, man, once Mm-mm. once they're a mutant. Right. The next, it's like, yeah. Yeah, the it's next, like if you if you are ahead. if you are like given or accidentally given powers, that's all good. But if you're born with that, forget about it. Yeah, then you think you're better than us? Mm. What? Mm-mm. No way. So spe- speaking of, so then we cut to to the foster home, right? Yes. Of of where where Jubilee is staying, and um and we find out that her dad, her foster dad, yes. um has uh, registered her with the what is it the mute the agency, right? The, the mutant, mutant registration, registration yeah, mutant control agency. Mutant control agency, absolutely. How I don't know how'd you guys feel about that? What a rube. <laughs> <laughs> what a that he rube. bought into it. Yeah, I mean he he bought their their line, right? Hook, line, and sinker. He oh, he insane. believed that they were going to help her in some way. And I just want to say my one of my favorite moments is Jubilee in the hallway overhearing things and the externalized internal monologue. Like I had forgotten <laughs> how much of a big part of X-Men this was that characters will be alone and say things like what's happening to me it's not my fault you know like i i forgot that stuff and it's so good yeah I, yeah it's just uh just just how they that uh, yeah just how they had to do it in order to get all their points across and to teach you things in the, about the world right and, uh and i never thought i'd say this but i feel like they are using the the classic thing right we're going to use a new person to introduce oh, yeah. you to the world, right? Yes. And oh, yes. like, and I always think of like, like ER, right? Like Noah Wiley being like the new resident at where at Cook County. I can't, man, that's back in my brain somewhere, Cook County wow. Medical. But Justice. regardless, so so Jubilee is the Noah Wiley of the X Men, <laughs> and is 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 in for a ride. So within the first two minutes, Michael, you mentioned this: the Sentinels attack, right? And we know they're bad because. A dog barks at them, right? <laughs> it's like, like, how do we telegraph that something is bad? A dog gets real upset. <laughs> it, I mean, it worked. It worked, right? Like, we knew. It's, I mean, it totally it's, I mean, did. if the fact that it wasn't, like, a giant imposing robot that speaks in a deep voice and says things like, you know, scanning for mutant now, you know, stuff like that, <laughs> like, I don't know. That also kind of tells me that's probably not the hero. So probably, but it, I mean that right. It's it a it a b is called Night of the Sentinels, right? Echo yeah. of Night of the Living Dead, or what have you. So we know whatever is at the end of Night of, it's not going to be a good <laughs> thing. Um, mm. Yeah, and they're real big, and we're going to talk a little bit later about how their sizes seem to change a little bit. Oh, constantly. yeah, we have some problems with scale uh, now and then. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I don't think like like scale and perspective was like the focus. I think it was, it was more n- like the emotions, right? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. They went a little abstract at times, we'll say. <laughs> uh. And so in the Sentinel scan, I, I admit I paused it when the Sentinel scanned her to see what it said. You know, five feet, ninety pounds. She's a little lady. But the, but the the thing I found weird was like she already had a code name. It wasn't labeled as a code name, but it was subject colon Jubilee, which is like her nickname. 
So it would be like subject, Matt, you know, name, Matthew A. Schrader, you know, so like, (laughs) so I was sort of like, hmm, I feel like you're getting ahead of yourself, but they did say Jubilee in like the intro card. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, mean, that might be, you know, you said it's just like subject name, right? It didn't say code name. No, it didn't. It would, but. Just what she's called, so. You know. Yeah, so I guess mine would be like subject Sarah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, All if, right. if, if if that sentinel wanted to like get your attention across a room, <laughs> what would it say, right? It wouldn't right. say Sarah Musek. It would, it would say Sarah. And then you would yep. turn around and be like, oh, yeah, you're talking to me, right? So I think that's all it is. It's just really love- trying to keep them conversational. That's all. <gasps> I, I love that you said across a room, like it's me and Sentinel are like, and Sentinel are like Tony and Maria at the dance. Like, Maybe. We're just I don't like know. having, yeah, that's true. I don't know either. I've never met a Sentinel. It could change my life. Um, a moment. So during this, you know, her parents are, are still talking, and I hope everyone caught that what she destroyed was a VCR. That they, one of the yes. reasons they were concerned was that her powers had fritched their VCR. Rest oh, in yeah, peace. yeah. Mm-hmm. All the artifacts of the 90s are. Just right there, right, right in our face. Just reminding me how much time has passed. Just yep. <laughs> do. Do either of you have VCRs anymore? No, um, no, no. I don't, but I have one VHS that's like that's like um like it has great sentimental value. <laughs> so like I'm just keeping it, just keeping it with me. What is what is the VHS of? Uh, it is uh Disney's Sleeping Beauty, uh, <laughs> oh. which I watched every day. As a very little person, and grew afraid every day when Maleficent turned into a dragon, uh, and my mom had to stop <laughs> watching dishes and watch it uh, with me. That's uh, that's the story. <laughs> but nevertheless, every day, every day, every day. All right. So, so then we transition to the arcade. None, yeah. none more nineties arcade. Jubilee is is crying. Tears are running down her face as she's playing. I thought they loved me. <laughs> She says. <laughs> so, yeah, drinking a soda on the arcade machine, she has chili fries. So yep. I was like, I almost feel like her powers aren't the only danger to this arcade game. <laughs> That's a good point. Do you feel like it's more the soda or more the chili fries? Or do you think it's like the science experiment of what could happen to them together? I'm thinking I'm on those chili fries. That's the real danger there. Yeah. That's, That's going to wreak havoc. And that's going to set up a callback, right? For later, we get we get a chili fries callback in uh, part two. Mm-hmm. So look look forward to that. <laughs> Excellent. And it, so the Sentinel is walking through the mall, walking through the aisles, because like no one is alarmed. I think that's the thing that's like extra funny. Well, I mean they're sort of alarmed, right? They run out of the way. The kid isn't. The kid says, "Mommy, buy it for me." Yeah. Uh, as as he stops. Wants that the robot. Room. Yeah. I also love, I realize this is getting ahead of things, but just people's like lack of alarm is when the U.S. president refers to them as like robot police officers. Yeah, yeah, no, that would that would concern me if I suddenly learned that we had robot police officers. Like, that. Uh, that's it, I have to, we're done. We're a police state now, that is it. We, we're done, the grand experiment is over. <laughs> right, because I mean, look, we've, we've seen RoboCop. We know that a, you know, Robot police officer with a human brain, that's cool. But a full-on robot police officer, ooh, oh, no. that doesn't work. We know what happened in the boardroom. ED209, <laughs> it was not good. It was not good is the point. Like, yeah, people would be I just love. I just love, you know, just uh, immediately when the Sentinel attacks. Oh, and, like, oh. I just love – yeah, I just love – I love seeing Aurora 
and and Rogue because I don't yeah. think Rogue's real name was revealed at this point. At no, all. I I still also feel like her quote unquote real name is like hashtag not my Rogue, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, she's just she's Rogue at this point. They've it's been rogue. shopping, spending that sweet Xavier money. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Also, did y'all did y'all notice that Rogue was not wearing gloves? Right, because sometimes she wouldn't if she didn't think she was gonna. Have have to touch to anybody? Touch anybody? Yeah. But I you're guess. in a crowded mall. Like you yeah. just gonna brush up against somebody by accident. Yep. And if I don't know, a maybe, weak maybe she likes it, right? Just a little bit. No, she doesn't. I know the character doesn't, but <laughs> maybe that's what they were shopping for. I have no idea. Maybe like half those boxes were gloves. Oh, that could be. <laughs> I ran. I ran all out of my good gloves, sugar. I need a new <laughs> pair. <laughs> And I just haven't decided which one I'm going to wear yet. <laughs> I got to try them all on. <laughs> <laughs> so that the Sentinel breaks into the mall. Yeah. With the announcement, do not be alarmed. <laughs> there's times there's times like this where I think that the writers of the show knew what they were. Like, they knew they were throwing a funny line in. They were not, yeah. you know, they're not that dumb. They they knew that this was, this is a this is a comedy show. Let's let's have some fun here. Right. Absolutely. Well, it reminds me too of um uh was it uh Venture Brothers that there was like a creature from out of space who would say ignore me like it yes. was like a big yes. robot like out yes. of space robot thing. I feel like that's in the same vein. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. Right, yeah. that was a good one. I, so, I reference good. I reference the ignore me guy all the time. Uh, when I'm giving like improv notes, because that's like a weakness of mine. Like okay. I'll I'll do things in scenes that I want to be ignored. Like because I just think they'll be <laughs> funny if they just sort of happen <laughs> off to the side. And I don't want people to comment on them or call them out. And but people do. So I'm always like, no, no, no. Ignore me. <laughs> like, Michael, we can't. That was really big what you just did. You really kind of drew attention to yourself. So uh I had to really work on that. On okay. that, uh, for myself. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the Sentinel isn't isn't a good example. So also, so <laughs> my my personal favorite character besides Jean Grey in those years was Gambit, and this is definitely oh my like my Gambit. Gambit who speaks of himself in the third person. Gambit whose accent can be cut by like a machete, and he's at like <laughs> what like a like a card or a comic shop where like there's a sexy like store girl. Um, and, uh, and he's buying cards, but he needs to try them out. Each and every, like like he's holding the cards, which means that like he opened the package to like feel them, but he's in like full body armor and like his (laughs) trench coat. I have questions. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I have less questions about Gambit wearing his full body armor than I do about Aurora just transforming into yes. her superhero costume. Yes. Via oh, that's fair. Yeah, like, no, would, like, that was unexpected. That's some Reed Richards stuff right there. Yeah. That's, right. That's been one of those powers seen once and never seen again. She just does it oh. and... Well, that's so I, I, yeah. Do it again. I was just gonna ask about like the that that sort of costume stuff. Were those like Richard's fibers or Richard's particles? Like I seem to remember like there was a time when the, it was like Reed Richards was making all this the the um uh, dynamic suits. Sure, the unstable molecules. Unstable yeah. molecules. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Yes, I knew it was a thing. Put a put a name on them. Uh, yeah. No. I mean, yeah. In the comics, all of the X Men have unstable molecule suits because you know they oh. all turn into steel and fire and 
whatever. So they need to have stuff that, you know, uh, goes along with. Them. Oh, but again, right. Reed is not introduced or not established yet. They just sort of have this. We, it's just. I was really, really hoping when I saw that because I, I wrote a note. It said like Storm can summon her costume from weather. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> pretty sweet. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. It's all fog and sleet. It turns out. Um, I I was hoping that you two would have an explanation. Honestly, the closest unstable molecules probably. Um, the I mean, that's pretty good. I didn't. I like like many of the things you say about anything that has to do with comics. I didn't know that. Um, and uh, so yeah, that's what we're, that's what we're gonna say. But the odd thing is, like, yeah, they never do it again. Right? That's it. I will say, though, this is my favorite version of Storm. Storm, who also refers to herself in the third person. Storm, who also makes pronouncements, right? Yeah. That it's going to be thunder and lightning, which is which is sweet. But just real quick, back back to Gambit and his uh, prospect. <laughs> um, like, but, like, I just thought it was, like, a like little... That. I don't no, like that way no. of referring to that woman. Okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. The, the, the parent store proprietor and sole employee, which we'll get to later, <laughs> oh because he says, with, like, her store is being destroyed, Gambit's, like, your insurance will cover it. And my, the first thought is, it's, like, is it actually her store? Like, or is she just the, like, hourly employee? In which case, her insurance doesn't cover it. To be honest, to be honest, if I were an hourly wage employee at any store, I would not give two shits if a giant <laughs> robot knocked it over or destroyed it. Like, I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be pissed about, you know, losing my job, I guess. But I'd be like, no skin off my back. I had nothing to do with this. Right, you know? right, right. Fair. And, and just re real quick with that, I will say that I felt like it was a little risque that, like, he says that, like, he plays solitaire unless, quote, I got someone to play with. So it's like, we, we know who Gambit is, real, real clear, real fast. Absolutely. He also has some great lines during the battle, including when Jubilee says, how did you do that? And he replies, with style, petite with style and also when she runs away he says wait gambit will help you anyway my favorite iteration of gambit is this guy oh he's he's fantastic and this is this was my introduction to you know a cajun accent and so such like, as it is such as it is to me this was the gold standard of Cajun accents uh, <laughs> for many years. I've actually uh, was thinking about looking at YouTube and like looking up Cajun accents. Like, like was this close or was this like not at all? Correct? Uh, I've I've been to New Orleans a couple of times, and I remember having a cab driver who had the thickest Cajun accent I had ever heard. I, I I won't try and replicate it because that would just be rude of me to try and even do. But it was definitely. An actual Cajun accent is like, if you've never heard it before, for real, it is, it's kind of hard to kind of take. Gambit is nowhere near as nowhere thick near as like this okay. actual person that I actually met once. So uh, uh, I'm glad to know. know that, that on the, the spectrum of Cajun, like Gambit may be the one he, we know, but it's not, he's not even that extreme. Yeah. He wasn't maximum Cajun. Okay, so he like he gets blasted by the Sentinels. He gets blasted through a sign that has quotes on it that says, quote, win this car, unquote. And so I'm not sure what's actually happening with this advertisement, but I get the impression that it may be a euphemism and that there's no actual car involved. 
There's a car. He lands in the car on the other side. Well, he does, but the sign says, quote, win this car, unquote. And I just don't know. I don't know <laughs> what that means. To the quotes. Yes. Uh, assuming they're being used sarcastically, I suppose. Right. Or, or it's a quote of someone and it just wasn't attributed, right? Like, win this car, dash Matthew A. Schrader. I say it all the time. Yeah, I'm always very careful to do air quotes whenever I say it. Yeah, that's why I invited you on this podcast. I'm like, Matt's Matt's just a fit. Yeah, I'm always I'm always doing that. So so then we we have the battle. Yeah. So some of the things I enjoyed were like when Cyclops uh oh yeah, because Cyclops is outside the mall, like part of the team's inside the mall, right? Cyclops like blasts the sentinel in the head and the sentinel like touches its head with its hand. Like, it's hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like, a person would touch his head. Like, oh, you got me. So I think there's yeah. more humanity in the Sentinels that sometimes we give them credit for. Oh, no. The uh, Sentinels feel and think? <laughs> now I feel bad about no, I destroying don't think they do. them. Just, no, I oh, no. don't. Oh, well, geez. I, I've also noticed that they put a lot of effort, whoever made the Sentinels, into giving them some very nice muscle tone. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah. All of them look very ripped. And I'm just sort of like, why? why bother? Just give them, like, you know straight edge robot parts and stuff but they're like no 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 they got to look like they have big muscles no trask is working out something i guess (laughs) (laughs) okay uh quite a question i have when jubilee uses her powers they work through her gloves thoughts unstable molecules that's unstable molecules same as the answer for dazzler same as the answer for boom boom you know, I mean, I mean, later, you know, again, jumping ahead a little bit later when, you know, they bring her back to the X mansion and she's in that infirmary, she's got, um, you know, like a heart monitor or a pulse monitor wrapped to her wrist over the glove. So, oh. you know, I guess we just sort of assume, you know, her clothing is, is just maybe thin enough, you know, for, uh, yeah. for, for little fireworks to shoot through or maybe, for the pulse to yeah. be right through. Or maybe like, like, it's like organic fibers are impervious i don't know right sure. after cotton <laughs> sure, or something yeah. all right because i mean i've always kind of thought that her power is like really only like like yeah they can kind of smack solid things but they really wreak havoc with electronics right like that's the yeah. whole thing that's where she's strongest against um so yeah i just kind of but the, 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 let's go back to her costume actually because when she's listening to her parents talking downstairs she's wearing that whole get up like it's a normal mm-hmm. thing to wear it is a normal thing for her to wear. That that is Jubilee has always been wearing that. She's been wearing it for like forty years. <laughs> it's a, but it's just it, this is an insane outfit, and it's just, I don't know. So yeah, I think it's just part of her. I think I think that's what's going on. That's why her powers go through those gloves. They're not gloves. That's just how she looks. This this just it. This just, that's it. just it. So right. So the so the X Men beat the beat the Sentinels at the mall. Right, uh, Jubilee's yeah. been injured. They bring her home, and and you know back back to the best best version of Beast. Beast is hanging from the ceiling in his lab and saying things like disconcerting yet provocative, which is exactly <laughs> which is exactly what I want to hear him say. Oh my god, what a weird <laughs> thing! What a weird thing to say too, like while you're mixing chemicals together, like you just having a good time, I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> totally, Maybe and concentrate. Then, and Morph's watching TV, right? We get yep. the weird Morph laugh. Uh, yeah. We get the aggression oh, by Calvin Clone. I know yeah. it's the worst. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have several thoughts on Morph. Um, yeah, say, yeah, say them. Say them. Well, I was just sort of like, like this, this, yeah, the, the laugh is terrible, and it just seems like 
they were kind of gunning for him to be a bad guy. Um, cause he just seemed like off. Right. And anytime mm-hmm. like a character, I think very frequently when characters, uh, can change into other characters, that's their scene is untrustworthy, mm-hmm. right? Cause they can mm-hmm. be anybody. Um, but you know, usually in my experience, when they have a character that they kill off right away, they try to make them likable. They try to make you care yeah. about the character. <laughs> I almost spit my water out when you said that. Yeah, <laughs> they went hard the other way with Morph. They're like, like I, I remember when he died when I was a kid. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember not being that. too troubled by it either, but Wolverine's very upset. He's quite upset. Like, they don't even establish like, any- like why, like if Wolverine even likes Morph, you know, like yeah, just, well, he just felt he bad, just, or like is he like he's just taking it to Cyclops, right? I, like that yeah. guy meant so much to me, you jerk, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that this honestly, like I don't, I suppose we shouldn't get too into that since that's the second episode, right? But like, yeah, I think you got it, Sarah. I think you got it right there. So another question: So when Morph is is going through. Like one of the um, people he cycles through is Jubilee, um, right. right? And Jubilee can overhear it. And somehow he has Jubilee's voice, which I thought right. was weird because we never see him actually meet her, but he just knows. But I know we're going to get to the gun thing. There's a lot going on with more yes. powers that yeah. are worth <laughs> questioning. I, mm. Secretly mm. an Omega level mutant. Just secretly, yeah. No idea. He is just now, the most powerful. Did, did you guys catch the Easter eggs on the TV? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, I mean, I remember the first time I watched it, like, noticing, like, oh, that kind of looks like Domino, and that kind of looks like Cannonball on the two screens. But the third one is my Mm -hmm. favorite, which is the monitor that has an ad for a Genosha Beach (laughs) Inn Resort, (laughs) which is hilarious to me. Just like, Genosha, a vacation spot. (laughs) (laughs) Sunny, tropical. Nothing bad happens here. I mean, is it wasn't like the whole deal with Genosha, like but before uh, before the Morrison run, like Genosha was like a, a, an a, an island nation that like lived off of the backs of of, of forced yeah. mutant labor or something yeah. like that. The, yeah, the mutates they were <laughs> they were branded and brainwashed, and that was what the whole extinction agenda was about. Yeah, come here, spend spend the spend the nice week here at one of our beach resorts. <laughs> but I always loved that, like the um. The guy, one of the guys who engineered Genosha was uh, was named Moreau. So it is an island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, wow. See uh, what they go. did there? <laughs> there um, we go. Cool, cool. So uh, let's, oh yeah. So Jubilee's up. Professor X does not help the situation by using the intercom and saying, code three, we have an intruder. Yeah, wait, yeah, like, I mean, wait to treat her. Like you brought her in. She's not an intruder. Like insane. A guest in my house is not an intruder. Like if if, if someone came to my house, stayed overnight, woke up in the morning to come get some coffee, I wouldn't be like invader. <laughs> Who are you? I knew you were there. Especially someone who is who not even a guest, but someone who is convalescing at your house, <laughs> right? If they're up and about, like I never hear a hospital be like, "We have an intruder" when someone escapes their bed. <laughs> Yeah, like what was she? Was she like a guest that they were trying to take care of, or was she their prisoner? You know, like that's really how they treated her was as a prisoner. Um, either and Storm that, treated her as a child repeatedly. Repeatedly, yeah. Um, I I was just gonna say that I I feel like there was just like this moment where they wanted kids watching it to think that she was being held by bad guys. 
Right. You know, like there was right, like this right. danger that they're actually not cool, that they're, you know, they're going to get her. And because like you were saying that like, she's our introduction to the yeah. X-Men. And so they wanted us to feel the same way that she did, that she was under and she was in danger. And so no, that I, it was a heavy handed. I get the reason behind narrative. it, but it is just like, a, just, just, yeah, Professor X did not de-escalate that situation at all. He did like, a bad he job. He completely heightened it. He just. And it, yeah, he should feel bad. You would think that the most powerful telepath on the planet Earth <laughs> might consider how a person might react to, you know, the red alert, <laughs> stop this intruder at all costs sort of thing. You know, like, like, no, no, they, they won't be afraid at all. <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, they can just read my mind and know that everything's fine. Can everybody uh, read my mind? We can't do that, Charles. We can't. Well, I'm pretty we sure. Can't. I'm just, I, you know, I can. So what's the, I don't, what's the problem here? <laughs> and Gene remains super underused is basically wow. like, you know, following along after what one or more dudes, which, <laughs> but fortunately Storm, Storm and Rogue and Jubilee make up for it in the, uh, in the agency department. So, oh, so yeah, Jubilee yeah. stumbles into the danger room where there is a special, uh, a, a special training program, Wolverine v. Gambit. You would think, you would think they'd have better locks on the danger room because I feel like this trope happens a lot. I feel like someone stumbling into the danger room <laughs> happens all the time, and it's always just something Oops. stupid like, "Oh, uh, a demon is attacking me." No, it's just a simulation. You're in the danger room, and like, and terrible things almost happen. People almost get killed. It's like put a better lock on it. <laughs> Like, like the holodeck on the Enterprise doesn't just open when you walk by it. You have to tell the door to open. You don't just stumble into, you know, Victorian England with Moriarty taking over the Enterprise, you know, uh, just randomly that, you know, so I don't know. If Moriarty's I was designing coming Danger back Room, to Picard. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Who's coming back to Picard? Moriarty. Oh, he is? That's yeah, fun. Yeah, true fact. Next season. Okay. Wow. <laughs> weird. <laughs> weird. I've not watched any of it, so I'm like, oh, Me neither, great. but I was at the panel at, uh, at Cavacat. So so there you go. A little, a little flex slash plug for Star Trek <laughs> Picard in the middle of this episode. Okay, cool, cool. So Jubilee ends up, I mean, she ends up leaving, right? Does she end up escaping yeah. again? I th they, I, they were or do not... they just let her go? clear i think they let her go to check on her parents that's the to impression check on that her i parents. got but the the worst person who is henry peter geirich is already there mm -hmm. he is right. he is yes. and and also as she's running to her parents house obviously she runs into that very well hidden sentinel Next to, love, next to the building. Next to the building. I love that sentinel hugging that wall. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite sentinel. Very still. <laughs> oh my god, he that was amazing. Perfect. Well, no, a lot of stuff happened before that, though, right? Because like she has that con Jubilee has that conversation with Storm. Storm, you know, yep. Where Storm oh, explains right. like, whoever that is, and I love how like Aurora goes. They call me Storm, and Julie's like, "At least your name makes sense." I blow stuff up. It's like Jubilee. Do you think her birth name is Storm, <laughs> Storm, and she just lucked out on having powers that matched? Like, you could change <laughs> your name if you want to. You could call yourself whatever. You could you could do that, Jubilee. It's okay. 
Right. And I mean, her name is Jubilation Lee. So that's just, that's just your real name. I get it. But like, you don't have to call yourself Jubilee. I know Jean right. Grey just calls herself Jean Grey. So maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. Yeah. Jean Grey is not the best example of, of uh, she's not the best like role model in this, in no. this first season. Jean Grey powers. Like, I don't know. It's just uh, like. <laughs> just, no, just that's fair. Jubilee, you can pick a new name. It's okay. It's okay that your name doesn't make sense. That's all I'm saying. No, I I think that's a really <laughs> fair point. And Jubilee, if you're if, only... gonna, if you're listening, pick your you can pick your own name. It would have been fine. And then, and then they uh, and then they have the whole dialogue where like they reveal uh, what they know about the mutant control agency. And this yeah. is this is my favorite part because like Cyclops asks, "Could the government be plotting against mutants?" And then, and then Professor X is like, no, no, no. They're they're a private organization, occasionally supported mm-hmm. by by the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. It's like I guess mm-hmm. at twelve years old in the nineties, like the thought of the U.S. government oppressing a minority, you know that 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 was in mm-hmm. the past. That didn't happen. No, yeah, we don't. It like, doesn't happen now, right? And now after the year two thousand one, and like the Patriot Act and things like that, I'm like, oh no, no. I think the government would do that. I totally would. <laughs> mm-hmm. They would not outsource spying on its own people. They would totally just do it. It's it's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> it's just yeah. what they do. Just what they do. <laughs> that's my that's my political opinion of the night. <laughs> Ding done. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> we so, got that in. So okay, so Jubilee does she make it to her parents' house, or I think the Sentinels gas her, right? Yeah, they gas her. They guess her. And she and has then, that not again line, oh, right? Oh, not again. Oh, and then yeah. Henry Peter Geyer comes out and told, tells the Sentinels, good work. The gas has barely dissipated, and Geyer just walks up to her. <laughs> That's right in there. And, okay, and so I know that, like, so, so what happens after that? What I've written in my notes is just a bunch of, like, good Wolverine lines. So, <laughs> um, but, so clearly not too long after that. Logan says things like, we get them and we shred them. And what's the matter? Teacher's pet got cold feet. Anytime, pretty boy. And my my personal favorite, because he says it at least three times in this first two episodes, I go where I want to go. Yeah, he made that very clear. Oh, man. Folks, this guy's a bad boy. Take note. He and Cyclops, oh yeah, you, he and Cyclops don't see eye to eye. We're going to see him make Cyclops a convertible in the next episode. So, Oh my goodness. Preview. Uh, right, so and then they're going to go rescue Jubilee, right? They figure out what's happened. They're going to go They're going to go do the rescue. Yeah. And this is where things, things get weird, right? Because Logan uh, admits that in getting there, he was bitten by a dog, which is unusual. <laughs> I feel like Logan is usually really cool with animals, and animals are really cool with Logan, but go figure. Yeah. Do we think it was the same dog that was barking at the Sentinel earlier? One hundred percent, yes. That was the, that was like a real deep cut callback that only mm-hmm. only those paying most attention would notice. So really great uh-huh. job, Matt. Oh well, and, all right. Uh, uh, morph morph sneaks in and uh, creates a gun with his Here powers. We go. We'll say we'll say sneaks in. Loosely. I mean, Wolverine chastises everyone for making too much noise, and then a minute <laughs> later, he and Beast. Just launch Morph over a fence. Yep. And Morph screams the whole time. <laughs> and it's with a huge thud. So, like, I don't know, Wolverine. 
maybe a little bit of a hypocrite in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. He just like he he turns himself into a guard right in front of the guard, mind you. (laughs) 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 Nothing weird there. And then just to mess with the guy. You know? to mess with the guy, yeah, and then and then he gasses him, and then did you notice that he like holsters the gun, and then it disappears? Yeah, 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 like it never was. So I feel like there's a lot going on with Morph's powers for sure. Absolutely, there's yeah, there's there's again heretofore unmentioned power, never seen again, never seen again. Maybe that's just, just how powerful his morphing is. He can morph, not just his appearance, but he can morph part of himself into a gun. You right. might even call it mighty morphing power. What? Get it? No, mighty I got mighty. it. I yeah, know. okay. You just just a, yeah, yeah. Take well. a lap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have to call attention to the fact that Storm like just electrocuted someone. Like they land and she's like, no problem. <laughs> Take some lightning. You're yeah, yeah out. Right. Well, you know, I'm lightning fine. is just static electricity, and like we've all felt that we know it's all dealt with that's not a big deal okay that's a fair point yeah fair okay okay also we we learned something about wolverine's powers which is that he can smell lasers (laughs) (laughs) i remember that too when like when that when i saw that as a kid i was like whoa cool you can you know because beast first is like you can detect the infrared spectrum i could smell them and and i just remember thinking oh that was so cool it wasn't until years later when i'm like what does infrared smell like? Like, oh, he says it's ozone. Yeah, he says it's ozone, which means oh. like those are super powerful lasers. Then, like those are lasers that like would cut you. They're not just security tripping lasers. They're just oh, like fair. this yeah. is like heat beam lasers that are burning the air around it. And in that case, everyone would smell it. <laughs> it wouldn't be just not green. <laughs> That's actually a fair point. Yeah. So they're they're uh they're they're doing their their infiltration and so they're doing their infiltration. They're they're about to they they think that they're getting somewhere, right? And then we're about to hit the cliffhanger. And one of the questions I have is because we get to see on the other side of the door what's happening, and it's a bunch of guards, right, at the at the Sentinels facility. Are they all the same dude? Thank you. Yes, they're a bunch of the same redheaded guy. Yeah, that's and, what I thought. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I just did this. Somebody says, "All right, I just, I just, um, yeah, okay." They're they're all they're all redheads. I don't like redheads. These guys. I, are just- I paused it and like like moved it back like slow like like second by second. It's like yeah, no, those are those are like I think it's like a clone facility that we just like. That we were not discussing. I mean, it could be octuplets. Who am I to say? Right. I I, I thought it was this group of identical octuplets all joined <laughs> uh, the military together, or went into private security together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? As you do. As you As do. You do. Um, and, and they're all like, a, "Hey, there's a there's a there's a ninth one who was not at the facility that night, and uh, mm. he survives." Right. So all the other. Um, so it's a saving private ride situation. Have to go find him, yeah, because you know it's like a real saving private ride, yeah, kind of, kind of moment. Yep. yep. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's where we end. That's our cliffhanger, right? The X Men are coming to rescue Jubilee. The guards are waiting for them. What what are what are we missing? Beast's poem is an actual poem that he recites when he's 
uh, about to open uh, uh, the the door there. Is that uh, the minor poem for the minor obstacle? Yes, yeah. It's a, it's like it's a real poem. So someone on the writing team like looked it up. They're just like, let me find a small poem, or or maybe this just happens to be their favorite yeah. poem. I who knows? I don't but know. Yeah, we it's should, a we real, should look into that. It's Coventry Patmore was the name of the the poet. Again, oh. this is all stuff I learned earlier today when I was just uh, like, is this real? Is this a real thing? Yeah, real real guy. Real guy, okay. But I, yeah, no, I, th- I, bet, I feel like there's a story there. I feel like I feel like somebody was uh, was a fan of that guy and like worked it in. It's, uh, it's fantastic, yeah. I, I also love, uh, my favorite part is when Beast is um, at the security box and you know, mm-hmm. he's flipping the switches. And he says, he says a line that I enjoy quoting to this day. And the line is, are any of us ever truly secure? And I don't know yeah. why that tickled me so much at 12, but I'm like, I love that line. And now, like, to this day, if someone says the word secure or security or anything, like, in that general area, <laughs> I will respond with that line. And it's a treat for me. It's a little treat just oh, for me. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Else. Awesome. Yeah, I we will uh we'll we'll spread we'll spread that gospel. We'll bring it out into the world. That sounds good. So so as we wrap up here, I, I wanna give out a few awards and I wanna hear y'all your your guys' nominations. Uh Oscar winning moment. Who do you think deserves the Oscar in this episode? Ooh, man, uh that's a good one. I w- I would say uh in this episode, hmm. Because I had an Oscar yeah. winner for the next episode. Let's... Okay, okay. Yeah, no, hold hold that one. For this episode, I'm going to go with Jubilee. I get I think it was the tears, and I thought they loved me at the arcade. That's, I'm going to stand by that one. You're right. That is that is the clip that they would play, you know, mm-hmm. during the, the, the nominations, uh, uh, during the award show. That is totally the clip they would play. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Matt, any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if we're talking about just, like, yeah, yeah, straight emotion raw emotion I, I don't think you get much better than that in the first episode of 1992's animated x-men absolutely uh, now michael we know what your favorite line was uh Mitch, yes. did you have a favorite line in this episode i did yeah. um yeah it was when the arcade owner goes up to jubilee and he says hey you know how much this cost and she says yeah a quarter and runs off <laughs> 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 yeah, that, good uh, choices. I also want to get. I I think yours yours are both. I'm gonna say put nominate for the bronze because that's how this works. Um, a uh, a rogue quote. I felt like Rogue had a couple had had a couple good quotes. Uh, that that epitomized the the Southern Belle that we could come to expect, which is you look as nervous as a long tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Like I feel like like they doubled down on the length of that line. We also had the uncomfortable line from Storm: "Rogue has a way with men while she's punching a sentinel." Yeah, yeah. No, I noticed that too because, like, I guess the the, the sentinels do have male ish bodies, but I really wouldn't have been like. Those are dudes. I don't know. <laughs> Those are big, big, big dudes. So, so listeners, what do you think? Do you think that they're dudes? Do you think that Rogue is Southern enough? What was your favorite line? We want to know. Who is the MVP? This has been the first episode of Gene No, an X-Men the Animated Series podcast, and we're glad you're with us. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.
Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast.